medium ghetto intelligent her conversation so once you come hang with the gang relatable topics from coming up both to the nonsense they all come along with these dames from trust ones to trap and we cover it all and we're laughter so watch you come grab you a seat from also othello you know that we medium ghetto and nothing can even compete yeah Welcome to Medium Ghetto Podcast with your host, Jamar. Today, we got a great episode today. But before we get on the topic of the episode, we're going to be, I'm going to bring in Kendall. What's going on, Kendall? What's up, people? I hope everyone's having a good night. Yeah, man, I'm having a great night as well. Um, Very, very, one of those very, very rough days at work. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Yeah, man. Don't be good at your job. That's all I can say, because they'll try to keep you when you're trying to get another promotion. The argument today was, do we lose you or do we keep you? Because you're good at your job. If it helps at all, that also sounds like the conversation you were having the last time we talked about it. Yeah, I got to the point. They uh, pretty much said I had to wait for a promotion until they cover my position. They say we're gonna leave you right where you at. You gonna get the chill? Man, I check. Would you have to train someone? Uh, I don't have to train nobody. I hope I don't. I mean, if you're gonna be replaced, somebody got to do it. That's true. Oh, wait, we got Troy on. The, we got Troy here. What's up, Troy? Hey, my guy. Uh, oh. It's all right, man. We, we we you're in different. Uh, Time zone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> daylight savings time. And daylight savings time. <laughs> right. I got this messed up, you know. I mean, um, my time don't just... change. Everybody else's time changes. Yeah, Arizona doesn't <laughs> have the change. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I got to adjust to everybody else. But it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Damn. Well, anyway, we're just checking on each other. But with that being said... Let's get straight to the episode, right? So today it's going to be over sexualization in America, right? Okay. So what sparked this current conversation for me personally is because I'm tired of like the over sexualization during ads, during Instagram, during everything. Like it feels, it's I'm getting so numb to it. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like big booty hoes everywhere. It's making no not number super difficult, doesn't it? It's like it's not even making it hard anymore. At this point, I'm just like, damn. What a flat booty Jones at. I mean, yeah, after you pass a certain threshold, it just becomes like it's like an addiction. It's I'm just numb now. This doesn't make me happy yeah. anymore. Exactly. Um I don't know. Uh, Cuz someone mentioned that recently about like um, having too much sex in like shows or like movies and stuff like that are like not necessarily needing it. And a, a part of me is like, yes, but at the same time, I mean, people be fucking like at the end of the day, like people actually have sex. If we're gonna represent, if we're gonna represent real life, then like represent real life. You know what I'm saying? If that's the the idea, like I get not surrounding a plot or something around it. Um, you know, like the movie Sex Drive. I mean, it was literally just to go and meet a girl and fuck like that was the whole point of the movie so you know i get like not making that the plot but like don't act like it don't happen <laughs> if that makes sense well, let's go back to the movies like i don't know i don't know your ages but i'm 32 right 
so PG-13 movies were different back then. So what y'all think is a PG-13 movie is my, used to be my rated R. I don't know if that's true. A lot of the, the mean, standards haven't really changed that much. Yeah. I would say the biggest change is just like movies try not to be purposely offensive. But for the most part, like, I don't know if the threshold has necessarily changed. Nah, it's, it's, it was like no sexual endo, endos or nothing in shows back then. Nah, don't say that. That's confusing. Oh, no, I'm about to say because well, literally Cow like, Chicken is movies. all about... I'll say a PG movie. <laughs> yeah, all of them. Whether you're talking about like old school Cartoon Network, um, Nickelodeon... The Ren, was Ren and Stimpy, Stimpy was... Uh, I can't say that. That, that one was the <laughs> one right there. Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, these all had like crazy... Yeah. And Johnny Bravo existed. Exactly. Do I mean, like Dexter and like how his mom was animated. Hey, man, I didn't even notice oh, that as a kid. All right. <laughs> I mean, even like I just said, cow and chicken. There was like literal ass eating jokes on there, like or like. Um, he exactly. The the carpet munchers. We got overstepping. <laughs> we got like we got like uh, what was it? Subliminal messages. Now everybody eating butt. Yeah, this is so uh, this see- is this is old. This is super old. Um, oh my god, what's the one show with like the they're like squirrels or something? They're like black and white, like rodents. They're human eyes. There's like a, a joke where one of them is holding the other, and they say fingerprints, and it's mm-hmm. supposed to be like a pun on fingering prints, like the artist. This is from like oh the- yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it was on Animaniacs 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 yes. I remember that that like that's I mean, in I my stand corrected in my in my that's one like <laughs> it depends how old you're also going because like you say like what cartoons that i go up with i'm thinking etta and eddie foster some for imaginary friends um kids next door these all have like not adult themes in them but if a parent is watching too there's like hey this one's for you like it exists oh, yeah. in all of them yeah like, they had to make right. sure like parents were able to watch it with their kids. They the the trap is like time. this this new generation, no matter what it is, whether you're talking about like television, music, movies, um uh healthcare, education, everything has changed, but there's always the argument of like, oh well, back in my day it didn't used to be like this. It's like, no, you just weren't paying attention. Yeah, at this point, also, I, if you yeah. say that you're wrong. Because back in the day it was kind of like that, but it's more I think for kids, they can sneak it a lot more. You know what I mean? Let's say I was doing nah, like a, kids uh, know. Do you remember music like class doing Puff the Magic Dragon? Say again? Have you, have you heard the song Puff the Magic Dragon? Oh, hell no. Nah. In like a lot of middle schools, <laughs> this was like a choir song they would do. And it was literally about like smoking weed. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> That's the least clever. But the way I'm seeing on this kid's TikToks is crazy. It's what I'm seeing on kids' TikToks at like 12. I'm seeing like, you know, you can see what kids like and the algorithm changes for them. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at screens in this uh, this, uh, summer program I'm doing to help uh, build character in kids. And all I'm seeing is big booties bouncing, bro. Yeah, flashback to like our childhood. If we had the same access to like TikTok, we had BT Uncut. Yeah, imagine like like, Lollipop by Lil Wayne. That's all it was. TikTok song. Yeah, all I (laughs) had. I'll say the the biggest difference is just more so. I think back then it was innuendo or like secretive. Like they said it okay. The only difference is now ain't no 
No, like, it's, 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 it's time. Nice. It's not low key. It's, it's directly it's, straight. It's, it's all it is. There's no time for. <laughs> well, like so, like you know, what I'm saying, like back then, like um, let's you know, I'm trying to think of a song. Um, I can't think of one specifically right now, but it would just be like, yeah, clearly he's talking about fucking, but it's like in such a way that he's saying all this other shit, but that. Whereas now it's just straight up like, hey, let's fuck. <laughs> I ain't got time to romanticize you with these words. I ain't trying to sound smooth. We fucking. Uh, you <laughs> that's that's the biggest difference, but I think it's the same energy. It's just more direct now. What about in like the mainstream media? Yeah, you have to narrow that down. Mainstream media can be a lot of different yeah. stuff. Oh, definitely not Candace Owens, but um, let me think. Let's say let's go to hip hop. Yeah, that's a good one to start. Usher, yeah. we'll start with hip hop. I mean, it's kind of like what I said, but honestly, I don't think they've ever really cared about covering it up. So it just depends on the artist. I think of anything, it's that the the a lot of the drivers for it now are like women. Women did yeah. before, like were popular in rap and would get popular in like rap hip hop circles, but now like the people spearheading rap and hip-hop like you can't name the top 10 right now without naming at least a handful of women um and it was probably the same back then but beyond the top 10 down to like the top 100 there's probably a lot more women now than there were before um so when you bring them all into the mainstream too and a lot of it is like empowerment and like hey i can be sexy and educated i can be sexy and a decent rapper i can be sexy and a decent um like bioengineer doesn't meg the stallion have like a, a degree in like some kind of bioscience yeah. like, yeah. it's, it's not like these people are are not doing the work on the side and then also just like flaunting themselves and you can be yeah so you don't think like all right you do you think let's go to self-image do you think like how does that like the self like how does oversexualization affect self-image i don't think there is such a thing as oversexualization in adult media if we're talking like Mm. children or like teen-based media no but we never talk about like oh there's too much violence in these movies and tv shows and video games there are people who say it but they're a very small fraction of the community who misappropriate all of like the causes of widespread violence to like video games and stuff so i don't think you don't think grand theft auto is causing all these mass shootings i i don't think grand theft auto is the reason kids are walking to schools doing shooting because it's ultimately because games are movie shows they're not there to raise your child you are so it's like it's kind of up to you to kind of put it in their heads like hey don't go and rob somebody's car you know or beat the shit out of somebody with a bat this is just a game if they get it in their head you ain't teach that and they get it in their head it's something Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you are you bar- are you are you like saying parents have responsibility to raise their kids? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now now I know this is a concept. I get it. It's a concept, it's wild. But yes. <laughs> raise your children. <laughs> and not to mention like 30, 40, 50 years ago, it wasn't like video games because they weren't as popular yet. Mm-hmm. It was comic books. The um, American Comics Authority um, comes in and says, hey, this is the reason kids are getting violent in schools. This is the reason crimes are going up. (laughs) And it's like Batman running around beating up criminals, Superman punching Nazis and stuff. Like, no, comics aren't the reason. It's never going to be. (laughs) 
What's wrong with Oh, we fucked up your economy. There's nothing wrong with punching Nazis. That's why I mentioned it. It was violence that <laughs> was glorified in comic books. And when you actually pull it out, it's like, okay, maybe superheroes committing like violence against people who are also doing violence, just big guy or big good guy versus big bad guy. It doesn't mean someone's going to go out and think like, oh, I'm going to punch the hell out of my bullies today. It might give them the confidence to like protect themselves or defend themselves. But kids aren't shooting schools because of Superman and they're not shooting schools because of Call of Duty either. So the whole sexuality thing, if you're introduced to sex pretty early, it can like not even um, through like molestation or anything, but if you're introduced to it through like finding somebody's like stash, it will probably have detrimental effects on you for the entire duration of your life until you seek help. But it's not to say that Cardi B and Meg the Stallion going up on stage doing their thing are like the reason little boys are losing their shit anymore. Like that's not. What about why. little girls though? Do you don't think like if a girl's not built like like Megan and Stallion, you don't think like she has like self image issues? I don't think we can put self image like responsibility on artists who just take care of their bodies. Like if you were to look at um y'all know Tyla, the water girl? Yeah. Yeah. No. She's like make me sweat, make me hot. You haven't yeah, seen the girl that's performing the time? She's blowing up. She was on Jimmy Fallon and everything. Yeah. Right. Okay. But she's she's very, very beautiful. Super duper skinny relative to like Meg the Stallion who's like hailed as being thicker. There are a lot of different body images and your relation to body image is always going to come from how your parents raise you, just like Troy said. It's never going to be like, oh man, Meg the Stallion and Cardi B are so like this, that, the other. I want to be that. That will exist. But to temper and reel it in is the responsibility of the parents to tell them, like, hey, not everyone's going to be built like that. So you think we should... So, you, so also you're that, saying that it can happen, but it's up to people that, you know, stay grounded so they won't get hit with, like, maybe lower self-esteem. It's going to happen, mm-hmm. but there's going to be a, a vast majority of influences that we have to push outside of the, the celebrities and stuff because we can't tell people to not be attractive. We can't tell people, right. men specifically, to not be, like, built up and strong and healthy. Like, if you were to cast He-Man for a movie, and if I take my kid to go see He-Man, and he's like, Daddy, I want to look like that. Uh, I mean, steroids exist, but otherwise it's not really <laughs> It's not going to be a realistic thing for an eight-year-old to look like He-Man. It's not likely for an 18-year-old to look like He-Man, no matter how long he's been training. But the the fact of the matter is that if you instill them with like healthy values to begin with, they're not going to get their joy by comparing themselves to other people in the first place. Yeah. All right. I got, I got a little comparison for me, right? Do it. There's one celebrity. <laughs> I'm happy he's gone. Oh, no. <laughs> sure. <laughs> My favorite celebrity, I'm happy he's gone. So, Michael Jackson. Yeah. And this uh, is why. Uh-huh. All right. I could, if I brought my girl to a Michael Jackson show and she did this shit the first five minutes he got on stage, you see the Jones when he just got on stage and opened the shirt and like bitches are like, just fainting. Yeah, what about it? Oh, it's just sitting there screaming for like 15, 20 minutes at a time. Like, would you feel like, <laughs> would you feel confident that you don't make your girl faint? Or your man, like a Michael I mean, Jackson. Yeah, does. It's it's. I mean, so that's that's actually kind of a little bit into my next point or what I was gonna bring up. Individualism, um, understanding like 
yourself just so that you understand other other people i wouldn't feel away because it's like i'm not michael jackson so unfortunately that, that the same thing that can tour and buy whatever the fuck he wants and dances his ass off has written and sung hey, i hey, go ahead baby because <laughs> yeah. it's like i'm not i'm not that i am who i am but he is who he is and i'm a I got you for whatever the fucking reason that I got you for whatever I am, but I'm not so, going. But right. you ain't got me because you know I ain't, y'all you ain't fainting towards me. But when Michael Jackson got on stage, I mean, you paid for five hundred dollar tickets. You fainting? Yeah. If if you're not getting that experience, bring her flowers, chocolates to the next time you pick her up for like a date or something, and make sure it's chocolate <laughs> that she likes. You ain't gonna see her faint, but you are gonna see her water. I'm about to say honestly, I don't think you want. Um, if you do want somebody to faint, maybe get someone with narcolepsy. Uh, I don't see fainting in, in everyday life too often. <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, like, um, just with the whole body thing, real quick, like individualism, like it's fine to like look at a certain body type and want that, or like yeah. try to work towards it. But everybody's body doesn't even work the fucking same. Like, what one person can do for their body will work this way, will completely not work for you, and you'll have to do something else. So it's like I think people just have to get more into the their their individuality like literally it's just about getting into yourself and the more you're into yourself the less others everybody else's self gets to you you know yeah mm-hmm. i see what you're saying i kind of want to be more like them guys you see at the pool that just take their shirt mm-hmm. off knowing they ain't got nothing going on i mean that's that's, why just why not? that's pure <laughs> confidence man <laughs> It's it's Yeah. If you you go to the gym enough, you're eventually going to be like, oh, I can like consistently go to the gym without like feeling weird about people looking at me. There will be people who always feel a little weird about it. Um, but I mean, there's also always going to be people who deal with anxiety and like depression. Um, you're always going to have like the looking over your shoulder to see if someone's catching up to you moment, but it's really important to just realize everyone's on their own track. They're not trying to pass you. They're just running their own race. And healthy competition is cool sometimes, too. That helps you. Helps yeah, but looking over your shoulder sure healthy is not healthy. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, also with the gym, like, going back to that, like, you always will feel small. If you don't get the right mindset going to the gym, you will never be good enough going to the gym. Yeah, of course. I realize that. Like, even, like, going to, I always felt fat. And I wasn't in the best shape of my life. Yeah, you go to the gym and see a guy who's been there for like 34 years and he's in the best shape of his life. And now you're like, dang. I, I, I lost him. like a lot I've of been weight. for two years. Yeah, put on some. <laughs> but I don't look like that. Nah, but um so you don't think Early exposure to sexual images messes with your mind at all? Early exposure to like intentionally sexual images probably does do some type of damage or set up like a dysfunctional relationship with sex that will follow you later. Um, I really don't think that something like, I mean, this is also why, again, we have things um, like in cursing, they say parental advisory, like suggested. You're supposed to watch over your kids and stuff they consume. Your kids aren't supposed to be finding just random sexual images on the internet. And I don't think a lot of the more sexualized um, media figures are branding themselves as content for kids. Yeah. yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, I was going to say, I mean, honestly, I think it depends on what the the sexual situation or exposure is, right? Um. If you're exposed to some violent ass porn or some wild shit, you know what I'm saying? That might have some kind of uh, 
effect. You know what I'm saying? If you like come to discover something on your own, right? Like, so how we're mentioning, you know, finding like, a stash or something like that. That one is slightly touchy, but like, I think it's a little bit better if you come to it on your own and it's not some type of like, like I said, wild shit. Like, I'm trying to it think of something very age, specific, but you know, just like, like gangbang, you know what I'm saying? You find some gangbang type fucking bukkake shit. It's like, okay, wow, wait a minute. Like, what the fuck what's is this? Can you explain? Think of uh, <laughs> no, 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 with a lot of icing. I would look it up, but don't. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? You find some shit like that at like, you know, 10 years old or something, then yeah, that might have. A I think finding even vanilla porn at 10 would probably um, fuck you up pretty badly. Even even like the most up, right? passionate shit. I mean, that's the thing about it is a 10 year old is supposed to be worried about like their sports and then or whatever they do after school. And then girls are supposed to be worried about like either getting the keeping their grades up or their sports, whatever it is. They're not supposed to have any idea what like sexual contact is at that point. So to see like the full blown thing when their classmates are all saying the birds and the bees, the birds and the bees, the birds and the bees. And they're just like, oh, yeah, like you said, gangbang bukake. That's like they've probably experienced something that. That will desocialize them from a lot of the kids around them for a lot of their yeah. early childhood years and up into adolescence. That depends on where you grow up. Kids in school aren't typically yeah. like I, I work in a school now. The kids there are kids who clearly have been exposed to some stuff they shouldn't have seen that will make the jokes in, in circles among themselves. And there will kids that will yeah. overhear and like kind of understand what's going on. But for the most part, if you start slinging vocabulary, like they're not gonna understand it. They won't like Yeah, like Bukaki. You start talking about Bukaki in class. <laughs> yeah, but that one kid yeah. that one kid who has heard of it because he's been exposed he goes yeah. on says that to a classmate they're like what's that he tells them to look it up yeah. it spreads from there yeah but i mean also there's there's a thin line i think with that too sometimes because i think sometimes we forget how young we may have even thought of some of these things i even yeah, because because it's like, also finding it as, well not always though right like i think so what, it's, what, it's like a psychological thing like, find it what did you guys figure out? Find out more about sex. I don't. I, it's kind of funny. I feel like I always like I didn't have any like experience or anything, but I just feel like I always knew. But like the earliest memory I have is watching like HBO late night, and because I used to stay up a lot and you know watch like movie like scary movies and stuff like that, which I probably shouldn't watch either, but whatever. Um, and later in the night, you know, that's when some of the freak shit come on. And so I came across shit like real sex and, um, you know, stuff like that. And I'll just be like, huh. And I know I was like, shit, about 10, 11, 12 in that range. <laughs> um, if not slightly younger. And I just recall even just having, like, I've always had a really inquisitive brain anyway and always just thinking of shit. So, like, I remember as early as I can recall just having, I mean, you know, just being like, okay, well, what's that? Why is that? What's this down here? <laughs> you know, like, I, it, I think um, that's really different than like being ten and then having the answer, right? Mm, oh, like okay. I think Damn, being ten and having the me. question okay. is like okay, everyone like what the f- I'm taking a shower. Yeah, because you start to have that versus like oh yeah, I've done this like 732 times. That's what's going on, guys. And it's like dude, we're 11. Why do you know? Okay, yeah, 
Yeah, because I knew guys like that in middle school who used to be like, oh, yeah, shit, I'm fucking, like, you know, like, talking like they were just, and will make other people feel bad for not fucking, and it's like, aren't we in sixth grade, bro? Like, yeah, when I was in eighth grade. Like, like, in sixth or seventh grade, grade. why? Why should I feel bad that I'm not having sex you know, in seventh grade? I'm kind of happy. Like, all right, I'm kind of happy. My I didn't do a lot of that shit until like I got out of high school. Because all my friends who did it in high school, they have like a lot of regrets. Like they were like treating sex like an addiction. You know what I mean? Like sex became a like an addiction in them. It's like they just kept looking for like the fill, like the fill in the hole. But after Mm -hmm. I came, it was like I felt like I had more control over my body. But like some of my friends Mm -hmm. who are still addicted to sex. Because they've been doing it since they're like twelve or thirteen, it's just like they don't have was like stable relationships or, you know what I mean? They're just looking for yeah. the next big, like rush, sexually. But I have a friend right now who's like coming out of like a super toxic relationship situation. And when I tell you this man is like going back to his home state in like two weeks, or even less than that, and after this relationship, he's just on Tinder, on Hinge. <laughs> and he's just chasing ass. I'm like, bro, you don't have got a crib of your own right now. You have your job, which is dope. You have your car, which is dope. You have a plan to like move soon, but you are currently staying at a hotel dealing with the fact that she just did what she did and said what she said. Do some self work. Like, yeah. chill. People use sex as connection. Night. Yeah. Yo, you know what's crazy? If you, That's really if what it is. You remember when we were like younger? And ultimate comeback was this, but you won't get no bitches though. Oh yeah, yeah, always. <laughs> All this to say is that's what your friend is going through. Like, sure he ain't got no money. Sure his girl left him, but is he getting bitches? Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was happening. That, that may be his margin for success. That's that was happening back then. Like kids would actively <laughs> say to each other, "Mind you, these are 13, 14 yeah. year olds saying you ain't got no bitches." And then it's like, "What's going on?" It's like, and you, literally, you have, none of you have. <laughs> oh no, some of them did, and it was awful. It was horrible. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, what the hell are true. you doing? And why? Yeah. We are fourteen years old, yeah. and you're at these firehouse parties doing God. What knows happened what? to you? What happened? Yeah. I think oh, also, see, but like, I did. I remember it. so like. Oh yeah. No, I'm sorry about that. You can go. Uh, I was just gonna say. I also that made me think. I grew up in a pretty wicky area. Oh no. Um. So we was at the basement parties, hip rolling and ground working. Um. <laughs> and looking back at that, like shit, it's like shit like that. It's 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 interesting because like. It was hyper. It was really fucking freaky as fuck. Now I'm looking back at it like it was whole ass basically fucking parties, but with clothes on because that was how he was dancing, you know, hip roll and all that. So this is like the time I always wondered. I'm like, how how do people even like? Why this doesn't sound fun <laughs> to me? This doesn't sound interesting. That's basically like, what you're doing. <laughs> I mean, it was just the dance, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, also uh-huh. it was like that was at the time of like. Oh, if he can, oh girl, he can dance. If you, if you can dance, you can, you know, like, and so it was almost like people was like, uh, were like auditioning people to fuck or something. Like that's, it was I like mean, those parties was basically what that was. Seen that way for a long time. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much what it was. <laughs> but it's, it's just it's funny because like the number one meeting spots. Oh, that actually makes sense. Yeah, for like one night stands. Well, not no more. Morning. I don't think really. Even st- Is it still? If, if you're going out physically to do something, it's still yeah. nightclubs. It's still bars. That's still like the yeah. primary nightlife people use to hook up. 
I won't lie. I've seen people walk in bathrooms like boys and girls together. Yeah. They, 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 and they just really met small each other. Venue. Wedding a small <laughs> venue. I, I like try to open one of the doors and I'm just like, I back out so quick. And mind you, this is a true story. This is a wedding I, I went to like not even three years ago now. Where it, there's maybe 120 people there. Not the biggest wedding of all time. Not exactly small, but not the largest either. And you just see them plowing in the in the bathroom. And it's like, all right, well, I'm going to go shit in the other one, I guess. <laughs> cool. It's like that, man. But also, let's let's get to objectification, right? Oh, that's a fun one. So I believe, so at one point, I think I used to, so we all found our stashes, right? And we were born, poorly, we were born near the internet age, so our stashes just got immense. (laughs) 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 We have virtual, everyone's a virtual stash now. And I think it did, like, just seeing a lot of it just definitely made me more so objectify women. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the nature of the thing. I was just like, yo, like, cheeks, bitches, cheeks. Those are cheeks. I mean, opposite, but yes, for me. It, it took me, like, like let's say Ooh. when I was, like, 25. <laughs> and I was, like, 25. I was like, wow, they have their own thoughts, emotions, their own spirits, their own souls. They make their own choices. Yeah, crazy how that works. Isn't it? Yeah. And, I, you know, my life, getting in their <laughs> life does not dictate their life. Oh, shit. They be living that's why early yeah. introduction is so bad because you don't see like the crush the girl you have a crush on in school as like okay well i'm just supposed to like have those feelings for her when you're th- you when it, it goes beyond that and you're used to like your stash you're used to the objectification already that's where those people that you, you guys are talking about like you get no bitches this kid's probably ran into porn pretty early mm-hmm. I actually see it the opposite of that one too because like uh like you know young fucking gay or whatever and I used to hang out a lot of women but like I didn't I don't know if I, I like I knew but I just didn't say anything about it so some people would speculate some people wouldn't and again you know I would hang out with a lot of girls and niggas would be like damn you got you got the hoes you got the hoes baby, baby, baby. I'm like, alright <laughs> sure <laughs> like. Yeah, no, I am the. I mean, uh, I definitely had a a face. You don't go there, but (laughs) but yeah, I think um, for me, I mean, I kind of my the way that I objectify it was, you know, I more so objectified men, but it was just like I wasn't able to have friendships with gay men for a while because I just want to fuck all of them. (laughs) So it's another one. Hey, we can do it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> like I, I wasn't you got a you know, kind of the same hold, Jesus. It's kinda like a it's kinda like a little Nas X song. You hear him ejecting uh, I guess even I wouldn't listen to one, but yeah. He said quote unquote, this man said quote unquote when I was in the car, I was with my friend, she was listening to it. Quote unquote little nigga, I'm trying to fuck. <laughs> I mean, and that's pretty much what it was what it was for a while. And I had to like hey, I'm like, yo, hey, yo. Everybody isn't you, you heard what he said to Jack Harlow? You told Jack Harlow uh, if you no, let me, I would fuck. Oh, oh probably if they if haven't already. Literally two mornings ago, I woke up with a video of a butthole in my DMs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, why are women not this bold? 
<laughs> like I, I ain't even gonna say that. I'm not even gonna say it. But I really I open my phone and I'm just like ah la 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 Instagram. Ah well God fucking damn it. There Fine. it is again. Yeah. I'm so glad I don't get uh, that. Thank works. God. <laughs> it's not a cute advertisement, yeah. guys. It's truly, I mean, maybe it is. Maybe it is for some. Maybe they've had success. For some. For some. But, there's, I was about to say, I'm, I'd imagine there's some who are like, oh, shit. Like, but not even, for the vast Even majority, the girl I've been intimate with, I can't imagine sending her, well, not a, a, my butthole, but still, I can't imagine just sending a nude. <laughs> and then being like, ah, yes, yes, come over now. I've ordered your Uber. It'll be there in 22 minutes. <laughs> Like, oh, all right. Like, I mean, I I'm, think... but I've also been the <laughs> the random new guy too. I've been on both ends of that. You slut. Not recently. It was years ago. Years ago. Years ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> back back in the phase, you know, back during the the whole phase. <laughs> Six months is not a year. It's half a year. <laughs> Listen, it was like half my twenties. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Hey, I'm 31 now. I said 20s. We good. We grown now. <laughs> a, little, a little less uh, hoish. <laughs> a little less X. Well, have you ever, like, all right, you objectifying <laughs> other people. Have you ever been, like, caught off for sexual harassment? Or, like, do you think um, it involves, like, sexual like, violence? Flirting. Or being like, sexually aggressive? I think the biggest being thing is aggressively that- flirting. Any any like objectification falls under the same umbrella as pretty much anything sexual. As long as it's between adults and they're both consenting, it's usually okay. But the harassment part, have you ever like it's like okay, so I don't want to say like harassment, but like I've aggressively flirted with a straight person or two before. <laughs> and had to be no, like, hey, for me, I can I you cool, chill out. the courage to even be like overt with people that are like if I'm at a club or something, I've never had the experience of like, oh man, I'm just gonna take you to the bathroom. I've never been able to be that person. <laughs> I've been told yeah. before that I, I talk too much in like the lead up. So mm-hmm. for me, like it's especially as an adult, it's super duper important to like run consent like every step of the way for me. And then after a while when there's implied consent, as long as no one like withdraws that and says like, I'm no longer interested. um, After that point, it's usually all game. So they also, all right. So have you ever glared at somebody and made them feel uncomfortable? God, no, not that I've ever like, I've glared at people. (laughs) Like I've definitely like, okay. But as far as like being called for it or like I tend to not make it in such a way that it's overtly disrespectful. Like if, if people are gonna look, people look at you, people look at me, it happens, whatever. It's really, really weird when it's like, what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> okay, so this is perfect because it's kinda like it, it was like a, a drunk thing. I don't, you know, do it as much anymore, but first off, like eye contact was like my uh part of my arsenal, you know what I'm saying, like that, look, you know, once you, and if we catch it, okay, I'm on you. Um, And so, I've definitely, like, when I say, you know, I've been caught out for, like, aggressively flirting with, like, a straight guy or something. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It was like, um, you know, it was because I was drunk, and so I've definitely done, like, the eye contact thing, I'm just, like, looking, like, and this one guy was just like, yeah, I mean, I'm not really, you know, like that. So. I've been looking back at you for four <laughs> seconds and I already know I'm naked in your mind. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, 
And honestly, I might have made him feel uncomfortable. He didn't really hang around us as much anymore. So I don't know. So I guess technically I have. But I was like, he probably thought everybody. Like, oh, my bad. I didn't mean to. Me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He definitely mentioned it. And I was like, okay, see, I don't like that. Hey. It just, but it's fine. It's fine. We all learned a long time ago. But still. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Ooh, I got you know, so I've, I've actually seen like this in like real life too. So you remember the whole Sukiana thing when people were just trying to grab her, yep. and in her mind, yeah, you think yeah. she's a she's a hoe, so it's okay to do that. So they already sexualized a hoe. You know what I mean? Yeah, grown men know that even hoes require consent before you fuck around with them. But like, some guys don't get it, I guess. Um, but there's so many people I've seen in like my lifetime that be are quote unquote hoes that was like nah. Nah, yeah, that's that's how it goes. <laughs> Even the most sexually yeah. promiscuous woman in like a college is probably not going to be comfortable with you just kind of like walking up and like, hey, so I've heard you've had sex with like seventy three percent of the guys in the school. Can I be seventy three percent? And it's like, bro. Uh, it's not like, just because I'm sexual don't mean I want to be sexual with you or like Facts. I'm required to be. I don't know. I've hurt my feelings. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's the ego thing, so, but we'll it makes conversation. sense. <laughs> The conversation come. That's where the like. Oh well, damn, uh, she is easy. The conversation is where that comes in. You don't just like grab them. Like that's not how it works. You have the conversation. You realize, oh, she's like super down. Oh, I'm also super down. Things are happening, and then there you go. Versus like, oh, I've heard that she's had again slept with like seventy percent of the guys at the school, and then like grabbing her ass in the hallway. Like it's literally not formal. <laughs> She's not going to turn around and drop her pants right there. She's probably stressing about school, stressing about work, whatever it is. But I, oh, you know, sorry. it's crazy. That's actually happened though. People have like done that just off of assumptions. Yeah, and it's super cringe when people do that. I think it ruins it for the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to hop back on the early part of early exposure. That's another part. Porn scenarios. For some people, Beat the man. Are, I, I'll say that I'm gonna say something. Most people, it puts unrealistic expectations on sex, or like uh, you get like these wild ass things that you think are gonna happen. Like sometimes, I can hold you up. I've been in some actual sexual situations. I was like, oh, this is like some movie shit, but not always. <laughs> and I think when you when you're exposed a little bit, you have those ideas in your mind. Everything almost comes like <laughs> you know the 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 situation or the the, the porn plot. And oh now yeah, you trying you, to do what think, the fuck you saw. You think that's what you saw standard, true. But it's like yeah. it never happens, and now it's below your standard, and you're not satisfied because you you bought the pizza over to lay <laughs> on top, and she didn't want to find. Yeah, you you, you got you you, you actually the bathroom. She let you use the bathroom, and nothing happened. Not she the just whole you pizza out. box, bro. <laughs> and she didn't want extra sausage, and now you just sitting there looking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that kind of like so, yeah. a scenario that I experienced because I was exposed pretty early too. The first time I got detention, I was just like, "Oh, game one." <laughs> but it's like, oh, God, that's not how this works. It's literally not how that works. Like, you have to grow yeah. up. You have to, and it's 
when you do go through that kind of stuff, when you are especially younger, it is really, really important to get help as soon as possible because the sooner you get the help, the sooner you can actually work through, okay, it's not normal for our brain to operate like that. It's not normal even in adulthood to think about sex all the time. Um, if you're like getting a one-on-one meeting Sorry. with a boss because you showed up late too many times, it's not going to go the way that you think it is based on the Coomer brain. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So actually I had a conversation recently. I, I was, I think that the problem comes in because I think even subconsciously, I think maybe we think about sex at least like maybe 60, 70% of the day. But it's a matter of doing something about it that becomes a problem because you don't always have to do something about it. It's just like, yeah, because sometimes our body is subconsciously stimulated without even meaning to, you know, like we go to the bathroom and hold ourselves, you know, like um, we put shit in our mouth, like lick our lips and you know what I'm saying? Like we're constantly stimulated so it's like something that i think can cross your mind subconsciously or comes to your mind but i think the issue comes in when you're constantly needing to do something about it but i think I mean, we are I think like... even if the thoughts are impulsive enough or if the thoughts are intrusive enough not even impulsive but if they are like intrusive enough i can imagine you could classify it as a problem at the point where oh, yeah like, okay oh, 60 70 percent i would definitely say get some help like <laughs> really if, oh, yes, okay. if you're, if you're, I mean, my percentage might be off, but like, oatmeal, and then you're <laughs> like, dang it, grandma, Damn. it's not you, I promise. <laughs> like, no, it's not going to be a good time. That's not, um, or you're at a funeral, <laughs> and it's just like, oh man, I really miss my uncle, and then it, okay, that's... <laughs> okay, but then, like, okay, so there should not have been stimulation there, so yes. there probably shouldn't be stimulation most of the time you probably shouldn't be like sexually stimulated if you're attracted to somebody at the job per se and it's like damn uh the hell when i was um i i recently went to the art museum and there was a really really pretty security guard there and i'm like oh all right but it doesn't mean i'm out here like Bring me that ass. Yeah, it's, yeah. not, it's not. Yeah, it's not like that. You can. See I gotta tell you something. Be careful with security guards. Security oh no, guards I ain't gotta be toxic, told that. Believe me. Or the most toxic woman ever. That's a red flag. Just being security guard. Oh shit! Wow. I need an elaboration. Yeah, I've seen so many security guards get in fights, and then also like get in trouble off of just dating at the workplace or dating people that get mad at them and just come to the workplace. Don't shit where you eat, my guy. I would say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I was just like, yeah, just leave these security guards alone. <laughs> leave them alone. Um, but also, like, let's say relationship problems. I think if one thing I could say, I had some some thoughts, right? Let's say you scroll on Instagram. Instagram is is, is every man's argument eventually. You like a picture wrong, you sniff your other gets jealous, like, yo, is this what you into? Yes, actually, yes. So, like, it makes you realize that there's always going to be better out there, per se, right? So you start to not be so committed to your relationship. You're starting to give away from relationship because you always think you can do better. And I think that's when, like, over-sexualization or sexualizing everything can get unhealthy. Because you want to fuck everything out there, you just like, exactly. like that. But it's always gonna be. I mean, I just think that was it. I just think thousand. Either him or Will Smith. One of them they came to mind. If not, both of them said it. But it's always gonna be somebody you know, smarter, funnier, taller, stronger. 
whatever the fuck. So you just have to get over that. That's not going to go away. Everybody's going to be different. I think the biggest thing, because that's always been a thing, is now you just can see it. <laughs> now yeah. you can go see the better. Um, or not even the better, but like the taller. Now you can go see the thicker. Now you can go see the shorter, um, the freakier or whatever. But it's like, so what? Yeah, long people been like, saying the grass is greener on the other side. Yep. Like this is something a lesson we should have long learned by now. Um so exactly. I mean the problem yeah. isn't really like okay, well, I look at my Instagram, there's a lot of attractive people there. <laughs> That's not the worst thing. If you are in a relationship with somebody and it's like a, a closed relationship, monogamous one specifically, you're like scrolling through Instagram, you're like tap, tap, please respond, tap, please respond, tap, please respond. I sent, yeah, I sent a picture of my PP, please respond. Like, <laughs> oh, if that's the experience that you're having, it's probably causing problems. But again, this is like 90% internal how you deal with it within yourself and then how the systems around you helped you to deal with it when you were asking for assistance with it. It's never like, oh man. Meg the Stallion posted. Here we go again. Unzip. Like it. It's not. <laughs> gotta it's gotta not take care of it. <laughs> yeah. All right, but <laughs> so you never had any relationship problems, like because you stared at you be glaring at women all the time. I had the problems, but what I'm saying is it's my responsibility. <laughs> that's who you said. That's, that's all. Damn. Um. Personally, I haven't. I'm, honestly, I have like a very. It takes a lot for me to like really, really, really get serious about somebody. So once I get there, like I genuinely can't see anybody else. Everybody thinks like, "Oh, he's cute," but I'm not. I don't. Don't touch me. I'm staring. Yeah, man. So, um, workplaces, right? I think like over sexualization can harm you in a workplace. Oh hell yeah! Especially like, oh yeah. Because you're like already stimulated from it. You're looking at all your coworkers crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think over sexualization as a social concept is a very different thing than sex addiction, though. And it sounds like you conflate the two when you say things like that. If you come to work with a sex addiction, yeah, you're probably going to have a bad time no matter what job you work at. <laughs> but yeah. if you're going you go, to work yeah. and it's like you work in a strip club and it's like, oh, man, this place is over sexualized. It's a strip club, right? I don't think you're going to walk into an office building and women are being incentivized to dress like super duper skimpy because it improves the performance of male coworkers or anything like that. And God, somebody drop a source if it's false, because I think also like, I mean more so like, let's say going back to like pretty privilege, right? Sometimes if we like focus more so on beauty and attractiveness, Right, we might pick someone who may be more beautiful for a role that they may not be as qualified. For, yeah, like- this is because of predatory men. The woman not being qualified for yeah. the job does not excuse the guy getting hard and then saying, "I need that." I'm gonna say it's also not your fault if you get turned on by her at work. Like that's not her fault. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Yeah, I feel like this is an introductory to how to not treat women like an asshole guy. Like, <laughs> like that's, that's really what this sounds like to me because it's like, all right, well, what if your boss hires that one secretary just because she looks good? He's probably an asshole. Nothing to do with her. He's probably an asshole. She applies to the and if you're turned on, on, it's not her fault. <laughs> now, you know what's crazy? Like being over, like over, like just analyzing things sexually all the time is an asshole trait. 
Yeah, what I was gonna say is oh, if yeah. a woman gets pulled over at a, uh, by a, a cop, and then she's just like, "So, anything we can do to reduce that ticket?" <laughs> that's, a, that's that flips it, right? That's no longer a man using his uh, power or position over a woman to try and exact some kind of control. It's now the woman who is using her sexuality to try and get out of something or avoid responsibility. It does happen in either direction, but. I think cops are usually a little less like upset about that than like women are being used by their bosses and such. Mm-hmm. Well, I see that. Not to measure the pain. Both are unfair. Both are unjust. You probably shouldn't be flashing your titties at cops. You probably shouldn't be flashing your titties at anybody. What if it's like a Jehovah that. Witness cop? Then yeah, it's probably. Uh, <laughs> wrong regardless but what i'm saying is that it's probably yeah. a little bit less of like a harm still harmful but less of a harm than a man saying oh you're like cute but i don't think you're suitable for the role because she's really cute but like mm. that i think that's <laughs> yeah. more harmful because then you're messing around with people getting jobs people securing futures to themselves that's what you're saying i see what you're saying that's funny. I was just going to say, as far as the workplace thing, and I think you broke that down real good. My mind was immediately going to just like not fucking with people at the workplace because <laughs> I've learned that lesson the hard way, but totally different thing. Sure, I think <laughs> you got problems on the dating team, man. It sounds uh, like he's working through them, okay? So, yes. I want to say I'm literally working through them. That was all my 20s. That's, that's the TV? point of Love Journal. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. That's why I'm doing Love Journal. It's like my. My way to clear up and get all that shit out. Oh, I can't wait for that. That's gonna be fun. Yes, I was. I'm gonna hit you up too. Um, I've been like trying to like schedule a bunch of shit this month, so I got you. But yeah, um, don't fuck with, don't fuck around at the workplace, people. Don't do it. Some shit happened at my house that got back to the job, and I was like, how the fuck? How? How, how I'm getting pulled into the office for some shit to happen at my house? <laughs> like, so Troy, we, we heard you're out here being another Dwight Howard. Okay, first of all, I would never. Are you? I'm always gonna let you know if all, it's a threesome. Your your coworker said that you you let him in your home, and out of nowhere, there's a guy in kitten heels and a big big dress. Yo, that's a crazy scenario. I'm like, come on, Dwight. Dwight's headline is, I'm not you gay. Can't, I'm freaky. Surprise. You can't like, surprise somebody with a threesome. Like, surprise. I, mean, I don't know. I don't think a lot of people will accept that. Like, I think you need to. So, that's the thing about some surprises. Even a proposal has to be a certain kind of surprise. It needs to be a surprise that's <laughs> yeah. predictable. If someone is like, yeah. okay, we've never, ever talked about a threesome before. They've never even alluded to the be. idea. They tend to be super possessive and catty about me even like looking at other women. Showing up and just being like, here's another woman for the bedroom. Probably not the best idea. But if you've yeah. talked about it before, you've said like, hey, that's something I might do for your birthday or for like an occasion. And then she's been talking about it. Like, that's okay. But again, it's just the difference between a predictable surprise and something that someone had, like a true surprise, so to speak. Someone had no yeah. idea the shit was coming. Yeah, I see what you're saying because, like, 
I won't lie. If I had, if I only, we only went to go get coffee, and out of nowhere, you know, like you in my crib, you snuck through the window. I said, I like because I like surprises, <laughs> and you, you just, you just in my bed. I'm like, all right, I call the cops. Yeah, yeah. This doesn't sound like the best surprise. Sounds like more like a horror movie. <laughs> I still feel weird if somebody called me baby after the first date. Really. I don't know. I don't trust it. I don't know to me, it depends on that first day. Huh. Yeah. And how it ended yeah. specifically. We have not talked as much. Yeah. That's All right. Apparently, this is on my list, too. One of the things we're going to finish up with. Uh, we're almost there, guys. Education oh, no, impact. Some of up. us look, some of us care too much about, you know, dating and looking good. And it can impact us on our focus in school. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, is that a question? It's probably yeah. true. So, yeah, like, do you that. ever, do you feel like some people actually, like, prioritize looking good and dating over their own education at some points? So, I don't think it's necessarily uh, even yeah. that it gets prioritized. But it, it makes sense in a way. Um, if you die tomorrow, no one's really going to remember it. Like people will remember you, you went to college or whatever. It'll be a part of like who you are, but that's not like necessarily the internal experience of having loved someone. Mm -hmm. So we're almost constantly going to be in a position of not even seeking out relationships, but if one falls into place and it's like, Hey, this feels nice. It's nice to spend time to have someone to go through your life with. It's always going to be a good thing to have, whether you're homeless or whether you're the richest guy on the planet. Um, so, I mean, it makes sense that people stress over it for a long time, pretty much forever. That's what I'm saying. I, I think from my experience, um, I have sometimes distracted myself with dating when I should be doing schoolwork. Oh, interesting. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, see, all right. So I'm lucky. I always look at it like that because I grew up ugly. I was like the ugly duckling. So I didn't do a lot of fucking dating. I didn't care about it because I wasn't necessarily an option. And then like also trying to be like, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't like, I had no idea how to get to half of the guys I wanted to. So it just wasn't on my radar for a long time. And that left room for me to actually focus on my studies and actually focus on like art and um, honing a lot of my skills and crafts. And I was just like, cool and then by the time i graduated i started getting cute and then people started like looking at me i was like i don't know what the fuck i have no idea how to do any of this <laughs> like, it's not my um, fault what's this about what yeah is so but it was like i think that helped me but i could see where um you know i also saw the opposite side like my big brother like two of my older brothers they're like super fine fine as you know we went to the same school so everybody's like oh all alone now like, like uh detroit See, I'm from Detroit. Like that's why I grew up. I'm in Arizona now, but Troy, I might actually next year. I might come and visit. visit a girl over there. So yeah, by default, I'll be in your town, in the woods, Arizona. I think it's not Sedona. I gotta figure it out. It's dang. You getting doxxed? My boy's telling him where you live. Uh, let's say. <laughs> So go and visit I know this is the spot I might be visiting is like 45 minutes from Las Vegas, she said. Mm. I don't know where it is. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, let me know. We, I don't know how close you are to Las out. Vegas, but I'm, I'll, I'll be close. Um, four hours. I've been to Vegas. Oh, okay, It's a quick little four-hour trip. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you know, what I'm saying, I saw like my brother like um, be the opposite in school, and and he didn't honestly do too much work to be attractive, which I laugh at now because now it's starting to go. Ha ha! That's what you get. Um, but <laughs> um, you know, he like had the hoes, quote unquote. So you know what I'm saying? Like his focus was dating and hanging out. His academics lit like a bitch, and like he, he was like one of the best like artists I've ever seen and that's it, you know what I'm saying? Because his focus became the dating and being that that guy, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, I've seen both sides of the, the spectrum and I think it would be good to have maybe a good balance, you know what I'm saying? I think, because again, I got to a point where I had no fucking idea what even how to date or what I should do, not do, like completely oblivious um, versus someone who knows all, or I'm going to say knows all about it, but their entire being is about it, you know. I feel like you, I, I see what you're saying. A lot of people they, they front load the dating and eventually settle down, eventually, they figure out what they want to do for a career. Um, I, listen, I thought I was ugly too for many years. I think I found I was attractive like age 28. Um, <laughs> so I'm still learning. Like five see, years I ago, I was cute when I was a kid, and then I was cute in my teenage years. I was just socially awkward. Like, Damn. that was my primary <laughs> thing. So people would be like, you're really cute. You just hang out with the wrong people. And I'm just like, damn, I don't hang out with nobody. What you mean? <laughs> that was, like, my experience at the time. And who you hung out with when you're, like, in, like, the end of middle school all the way up through high yeah. school. Your high click school, that matters. so much about who talks to you. Oh, yeah. That's so true. That's a good thing. I had a personality. And I was like the ouch. I could like bounce around of <laughs> no, that was my thing. I dabbled with every yeah. group, but I was like after spending yeah. an elongated period of time with any of them, I'm just like, God, I don't mm. like any of these people. <laughs> yeah, like I could go and be at like the quote unquote nurse table and then go to the artsy table and go to the cool kids and like just kind of mix and mingle a little bit, but I never like I had, like, my main, like, two or three friends, but, you know, the personality kept me on top. <laughs> okay. All right, last sure yo, social <laughs> dynamics. We want to talk about social dynamics. So, mm-hmm. when society is all about sex appeal, it can lead to people not being treated equally. Have you ever seen someone get treated better than you, even as, like, a guy? You're like, damn, what am I, like, chopped liver? (laughs) My brothers. My brothers. Literally my brothers. I had a girl say, damn, what happened to you? That's your brother? (laughs) It was like, oh, Oh. bitch, nothing happened to me. Fuck you. Kids are awful. (laughs) It's something I had to, like, do it because I was also, like, like the dark skin one. Yeah, like, I was, like, like, the dark skin one out of my brothers. You know what I'm saying? So it was, like, dealing with that. And, like, they all had braids. I had, like, the shirt cut my whole life. Like, it was, like, little shit that, like, I had to that differentiated me from them that I had to grow to accept, <laughs> but used to like really like get me like, mm-hmm. and then I was also like the fat one. <laughs> I was the fat one. I was the black one. I was the bald one. It was like what the fuck. <laughs> Damn, you're not winning there, bro. I think oh, I didn't no. win at all, and that's why I'm winning now. <laughs> and that motherfucker's looks is going. But I love my story was this. I totally survived, right? So 
So we're in middle school at this point, about to go to high school, right? And we, my friends just started dating a girl. I started dating someone as well. And um, so my friend, we know my friend just dated, is dating a crazy John. But we don't know she a hoe yet either. We don't know she a hoe yet. <laughs> but um, I remember they were arguing. They were getting a fight a lot. And I don't know what's wrong with me as a child. I don't know. Somebody like ruined my brain or something. Ruined my life. I was just a villain. <laughs> I became a villain. I was such a sweet sweet kid. And eventually I just got a villain. So I, out of nowhere, I pull out a condom. I slap her in the face with a whole condom like Indiana Jones. She doesn't chase me. She chases him with a knife. So he, so he ran a, he ran like half a mile with her chasing a knife. And I still haven't gotten in trouble for it. I don't know what she thinks going to happen. Lucky. <laughs> She's like, she shows up at your crib. I have to take the knife. Right? Well, she was at the worst. I don't know what she did eight years, years ago. <laughs> yeah, I got away with a lot of stuff. This is really yeah, scary when you stop there. <laughs> it happened. Like she chased my other friend down the street with a knife. Yeah, because my thinking is like, what is like is I'm thinking like she mad because she think he still he told you a story about something or something. She like, oh yeah, maybe I, maybe I'm choked on that condom. <laughs> yeah, maybe he maybe she started using condoms. Maybe she had a problem not using them. Look, she started chasing her friend because that was the night she discovered she was allergic to latex. <laughs> How the hell did you know? <laughs> yeah, it burns. I can smell people's allergies. That's how I know. What the hell? <laughs> never smell somebody allergic to wheat and you just know it? Damn. It's like you've never oh, had this in sad as well. This is horrible. Let me stop. <laughs> First thing that helps that sounds is, so sad. Oh, man. Anyway, Yo. oh my god! <sighs> okay. So let's address oh, the issue, though, right? Is there really an issue? I don't find there to be an issue. No, the issue is when parents uh, fail to like parent their kids and stop them from running into content they shouldn't see. We also shouldn't have kids like actively watching super scary, bloody horror movies and stuff. But you know, that's also fine somehow. Hey, they need to know the rules early, okay? Because <laughs> I refuse to have a, a horror movie child. Like, have you ever seen kids in horror movies? They fuck up everything because they don't fucking know anything. They're stupid. Not in real life, but only in horror movie scenarios. And I'll be damned if I have a, a son, a daughter, or a nephew or something, and we in some scary movie type scenario, and they do some bullshit, and I die? They need to know the rules early. <laughs> if you're scared of horror, horror movies, you can't be in my survival party at the end of the world. Can't happen. I, I believe in the. <laughs> I believe like at over sexualization. Like if you are gonna, I believe it's it can happen. But I also believe it. Like I think the parents need to watch out for it. And as a as a kid or whatever you are, a teenager or adult, you just got to be careful. Like getting trapped in it. You know what I mean. And just getting addicted yeah. to all those images. Uh, and just yeah. don't let that shit become the norm, you know? 
You have to control your algorithm if that's a problem that you experience as a dude. Um, there was a while where I actually took br- like breaks from like entire social media platforms because I was like, mm-hmm. all right, I can't fix my algorithm well enough. I don't know how to do it yet. So I'd I would still respond to messages, especially and stuff, Twitter. I wouldn't scroll the feed at all. Um, Twitter, TikTok, <laughs> Instagram, all of them are like if you end up in the wrong algorithms, you will stay there for a while. Um, and then people comment on the stuff like, oh, my God, why am I getting this? In my feet? You're commenting on it. So they're going to think you want to engage with this kind of stuff. That's why that's happening. Dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll say I agree with everything as far as, um, you know, parents raising a child. But I do have to say there is a balance with that because you also have to watch out. Like with parents, I think when it steps into the gay realm, um, you have to watch sexualizing your kids yourself before they have even really, you know what I'm saying, started to try to understand or anything. Um, so, and I don't know exactly what that is, but just finding that balance, you know what I'm saying? Because like, just, I guess, for example, when um, I'm hearing something, uh, a podcast or something recently, and I recall myself knowing I was gay as early as like, I don't know, like, 10 or 11, just about, you know what I'm saying? Like, not necessarily gay in the sense of knowing exactly what that meant sexually, but knowing that I didn't look at girls the same as other guys did or other boys did, and knowing that I was looking at guys in that same way that they were looking at girls, you know? So that was all I knew. Um, And so when some parents try to, I guess, educate or or monitor or whatever the case is, they can very easily make it kind of (laughs) creepy. Um, are gross. So just watch sexualizing your kids before they are sexual themselves. Oftentimes, they're not even thinking about the act itself. It's just, oh, I like this. I like him. Yeah. <laughs> I like her. That's it. <laughs> it's just a response to the body. Yeah. yeah. That leads well, just, you know, just to watch. Like, like if you definitely, yeah, go ahead. That's having the conversation about like what those feelings mean. But then if you're like looking at your kid and they're scrolling on TikTok, and it's nothing but like adult style dance videos on their TikTok feed. That's a, a little bit much. <laughs> but if it's like, yeah. hey, I think I have feelings for Johnny across the hallway in the other room in school, <laughs> that's like an entirely yeah. different scenario where I don't think you need to worry about over sexualization. You just need to talk about what feelings are at that point. Mm-hmm. Or just my other thought, real quick, too, when some guys find out that they're having a girl and they're like immediately, like, oh my God, no. And it's like, you're gross because your mind is immediately thinking of no, all the shit that you've done to girls. And you're like <laughs> going into what the fuck she's about to do in her bedroom. She hasn't even born yet. Like, come in there, bro. <laughs> chill the fuck out. <laughs> but you yeah, show up yeah, to her kindergarten with a shotgun. Like, if any of you boys even look at my daughter funny, <laughs> dude, we're two. It's like, I just handed her a graham cracker. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, give my girl no crackers. I know what that means. <laughs> you're trying to bribe her like, do weird stuff yeah so yeah just watch that if you know when you're teaching your children are monitoring their their views and stuff also let them watch horror movies at four years old that's, that's the youngest alright guys I really appreciate movie. you for, for doing this episode <laughs> about how not to be a, a douchebag or asshole to women or, or, you know, even of the opposite or same sex in this future. Or anyone you're, you know, looking at in a sexual way, don't be an asshole to them. Yeah, I learned so much today. They exist. 
<laughs> they exist. They have their own soul, their own thoughts, their own everything, and they're not just a, a sexual object for your entertainment. So treat them like a person. Welcome to our treating like a person one-on-one class. <laughs> any uh, anyways, right. any uh, last words, guys? Where can we find y'all? Oh, what's we doing? Closing statements or or uh, let's do some closing plugging. statements. Um, do you uh-huh. want to go first, Ray? Do you have yours? Uh, I mean, yeah, pretty much. Um, keep your individualism. Um, try your best. I know, and it's very, very easy to get wrapped up in um, sex, and especially like like you were mentioning, you know, kids in school always try to play it off like they're fucking so much. Because also, too, there are some that aren't doing that shit that much, and they're just trying to make you feel, you know what I'm saying, bad to fit in. Mm-hmm. It's very simple, very easy to do. It happens, um, but just don't ever lose sight of you. Really. Just try your best. Um, even as an adult, like I said, everybody's body don't work the same. Just because her BBL came out right, don't mean yours is. You might be allergic to some shit. Like, <laughs> um, just get more into you. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll flip the coin and give the not extreme side of that. But guys, guys, don't be coma brained and your life will like improve. Like if you were outside and it's like, all right, I'm sleeping with somebody today. Like, stop. If you go to work and like you see a coworker and you're like, I'm going home, home with her today. Like, cut it out. That's that, that's not okay. Pursue real stuff in your life. Sex is great. Don't get me wrong. I completely agree. It's one of my favorite things to participate in, one of my favorite things to do. But it is not something that you should be literally like driving yourself to hell over. You shouldn't be getting into relationships with people that you don't belong with over like having sex. Just keep your shit clear. Keep your head clear. Keep your body clear of any anything that might be consequential of sex. Don't get nobody pregnant. Just relax and it That's will come hard. as as soon as you're ready. That is a pun. Well, anyway, guys, thank you all for viewing. Um, how can we find y'all? Um, I I mean, if you want to find like my regular page, Sugar Troy D, um, or Troy Ryan, Freddy Ryan, and then Man of Horror underscore podcast and Love Journal underscore podcast. Man of Horrors. See, every time it's my accent, Man of Horror, like scary movies. <laughs> <laughs> Not a Man of Horrors anymore. No more Man of Horrors. <laughs> um. Mine's super simple. You can follow me on Instagram at Afromortis. It's A-F-R-O-M-O-R-T-I-S. You can follow me over there on Twitch as well, twitch.tv slash Afromortis. And my podcast, my team, is As the Culture Turns. All one word, primarily on Instagram and YouTube. Bet. All right, guys. So next topic next week is going to be Movember. We're going to be talking about all men, health, men, empowerment, men, everything. So I'm trying to recruit a bunch of men, up to eight men. So, if anyone Jesus. who's watching wants to be part of this live stream next Sausage week, fest. let me know. Pulling the strings. Yeah.
It's medium ghetto when we think you watching for listening, viewing, and tuning on in. Joining the left of the facts and for summers to cap, we can't wait till we do it again. You know we love you and we gonna see you next time again. Thank you for joining the gang. If they ask about us, don't fret, just tell them we medium ghetto, what's all in the name? Yeah. yeah.